Oh, yeah. Knock yourself out there, kid. Oh, thank you very much. Hello and welcome to another absolutely cracking episode ahead of the Muscle and the Hustle podcast. It's me, myself, Tony McAlevey, and your other co-host, Mickey Quinn, DJ extraordinaire. <laughs> You must, yeah, yeah. you must have written that down and he's like before we start he goes let me do can I do no do you want me to do the intro do you want me to do the intro the reason I done that is because I was like that's your Christmas present or that's it your Christmas up. present is here it's in my car signed sealed and delivered your Christmas present can be I can finally buy a bag of that 808 stuff contribute contribute um, your Christmas present in the car it's a double present that's for both of us Oh, excellent! It's probably like hopefully, I, hopefully it's not t-shirts. Hopefully you've got me. No, it's not t-shirts. A, no, I actually thought it would be there. I, hopefully it's a Sammy's twin jumper. No, no, no! It's even better. It's for when we do a po- when we do a podcast in, in person. Excellent. Well, not too far off. I reckon I'm waiting to buy next weekend, so maybe it'll have to be before then. <laughs> I'm off all next week. Right, that's good. We'll do free. it next week then. Free, free as a bird. I love the way everyone's listening to us make actual work plans. Make work plans. This is this is work. this is how we're so successful in the Muscle and Hustle podcast. <laughs> That's the most plans we've made in ninety. No, I'll say eighty-five episodes. We used to plan at the start. Then we just at the stopped. start. There was a lot of plans. There was like <laughs> stop. There's like topics upon topics of absolutely shit topics. If, if you listen to the first couple of weeks, I feel that I, anybody who's with us from there. Thank you very much for listening. I also would like to apologize for the way I speak in the first <laughs> six, seven episodes. I talk like a news reporter. It's absolutely tragic. Yeah. Um, good Christmas. I had a very good Christmas. It was quiet, but it was very, very, very good. Uh, like, no news, good news went. So, plain and simple, yeah. Like, to be honest, I took the piss with a lot of my presents and stuff. So, I got a good laugh at other people. But, yeah, no. Always where where did the Brussels sprout hat come out of? Was that one of your presents for someone? Yeah, someone got me that. Oh, someone uh, got you that? Yeah, that's the sort of presents I get. Because, like, my ones are like, oh, we'll just get, like, my ones always sort of lean towards, like, oh, we'll get you money for Christmas. I don't want to buy you shit. And I'm like, nah, buy me shit. I get a good laugh at that stuff. I remember talking about this in the last one. And, like, that's where I got Sprite helmets. I got fucking de-icer, which was hilarious. The fact they wrapped de-icer and gave me it as a fucking present was <laughs> wipeout. Because when I opened it, I actually burst out laughing my balls off because I was like, You've got to be fucking joking me. By like, the time you go to Dubai, there'll be literally no frost. Oh, not a, sure. That's for here. Like, that's that's not for me. Well, I'm not talking that's about a, you're not bringing a can of ice to Dubai. Like, I'm talking that's about pre- there's, yeah, no, a, there's no frost here. That's a present. Like, I don't know if anybody else's mom and dad used to do this, but whenever I was younger, I used to notice that, like, my dad would get presents from my mum that like clearly were for him so like he'd buy her like a CD of Frank Sinatra like even though he's the diehard fan and like <laughs> she'd be like oh he's alright and he'd be like oh well I love this I'll put it on there and I'm like that's not really a present that's, a present. that's just fucking nuts hey, it's good went to a wee comedy show in there the other night it was quite good as well who was on hey, your boy Tian Todd's friend what do you call him D- is it Dean Matthews or Darren Matthews Dave Elliott Dave Elliott there you go that's a good <laughs> Don't even listen to anything. Here, he's, he was actually very good. He was very good. He's uh, a neighbour of mine. I hear he's very, very good. Funny as fuck. Yeah, he's, he has his moments, huh? Was it just him, yeah? No, there was two others, three others, and I have no clue of their names. I'm absolutely useless, mate. And then Shane Todd was on the next night. There was a couple others, but it's only a wee small 40 people. It was very, very good. It was nice, too, because mm. I haven't seen anything like that in fucking, like, Years over a year and a half, which yeah. is fucking nuts to say. Yeah, it's definitely... <clears throat> That's the one thing's good about the comedy nights where you can, you know, do you don't feel like you have to drink at them either? And there's yes, small exactly. enough crowd, there's small enough crowds where you know, every every boy every person seems to have COVID at the moment. 
But you don't even need to drink. Oh, everybody in the whole entire country is COVID. I was in the gym yesterday. So I was in for about an hour and a half, maybe two hours max by the time you weren't cool down. I got five clients text me to send they were positive. The day before I had four text me in the gym saying it was positive. I'm just giving that time frame because that's like a rough idea of how yeah. often I'm getting these texts. I can see because I can work with numbers. Like, yeah. you know, like I work with a decent number of people. I can see the trend. It's like if you're managing like a factory, like I can see that more people are getting sick on a weekly basis. I'm just going, this, it's not even sick. It's just positive. Like, yeah, majority of people this time aren't as ill. But what about this, right? This is the theory I have. So they introduced restrictions. They closed the clubs on Christmas week. Load of people yeah. then you start talking about this variant that you don't show so much effects, but you have it. So everybody then starts going to get tested. Instead of you announcing that you were doing a lockdown, would it not be easier just to lie and just say that people's positive? And then that way they stay indoors, so that way you're creating a, a lockdown anyway. I know where you're coming from. Because, there's, because like, you're telling people, this is the one thing, I was listening to a podcast, a doctor was saying, so we're sick with this deadly virus, and everybody's sick with this deadly virus, but nobody's given any medicine out. No, it doesn't. It's, so, it's just like the cold. Yeah, so even if you say as a person you have it or you don't have it, they're not going to be taking anything they shouldn't be taking. So all you're really doing is creating a vacuum and the vacuum of people from being out in the public to staying in their houses. So by and large, you're controlling. It's funny. It's, it's I don't know. It, it just seems weird. I know a few boys in my... Uh, in I don't mean that. Like, a few boys you... have been doing lat flows and they're coming back positive. And then when they went and got the, the big one, they're back, they came back negative. Fuck, I haven't heard of many like that. I've heard of mainly people that are positive in lot of those getting positive some things. I haven't heard of that. But I think Joe is as well. Like, as more people get positive, the rate of people come back positive obviously increases. But it's more so that case of, like, you, there could be five, like, for example, there was five, five of us in my house, right? And my granny got COVID, right? And she's in the home and they went into, like, a full lockdown. So my dad was sent, like, they told him to go for a test. So he's got a test. But him and my granny both feel fine. Yeah. They only know that because the test that they're for it and they were just yeah. doing routine checks. So the thing is, now she got tested. My dad, my uncle, my other uncle, my two aunties, and all their families got tested. So instead of nobody feels unwell, and they've literally done 50 or 50, probably say 30 tests between our families. Yeah. And somebody's going to come back positive and somebody in one of the other families did so obviously the chart now goes up but that person feels fine like didn't even yeah. and it could be completely non-related but there's two people there three people that have tested positive in our family that that would never have known it's just because yeah as more people test positive more people will test whereas like before if you felt fine you probably weren't getting a PCR or lateral flow whereas lateral flows are really widely available now so as test methods become easier you're going to get more positives yeah uh, it's one of them things now as well don't get me wrong I take it serious but it's it needs to be treated like the cold to an extent like people are always going to die but like you die of the cold when you're old as well Like yeah well the thing uh, is you know if you're not it's just nuts. not it's, people we'll not talk too much about COVID but isn't that, is, I was just thinking there's the mad that we started this podcast at the start of lockdown the first lockdown the start when COVID hit and now we're on this will be episode 94 94 weeks that's and it's, it's no like a more, more there's a few podcasts we're not yeah but 94 weeks yeah we've been going 
I know what you mean. There's a couple of weeks where we've done double, so we're probably around ninety weeks. Yeah, so we'll say ninety weeks in. Ninety, yeah. That's so nuts. T- like that, it's still the Nord is still the same. Well, in twelve weeks, in three months, yeah, that'll be right. Because in three months, it'll be March again. That'll be two full years, won't it? Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, as you said, but it's one of those things where you just need to take it into your own hands and you just do you, and that's all you can do. If you feel safe or isolating, if you're unwell, obviously if you're unwell. Fucking stay in. It's stupid, but yeah, look, I'll not bore you with that. What do you? What is your take on? This sounds odd. Well, here, Winter, did you get anything nice for Christmas? I got a lot of nice things, don't I? Did you? Yeah. Got a lot of nice gifts, a lot of got a nice trainers. Got a bit of artwork, you know. Artwork, yeah, connoisseur of the artwork, you know. And I got think some... it would be fresh in your house, Joe. You know, if you had like track, if I was a DJ and I made cracking tunes, I would definitely want Joe. As you make tunes, I would want do the the artwork framed. Yeah, well, I got that'd be a good price. I you got get, uh, I got the way you know the you know what a waveform is. No, you oh, know yes, yes, I do, I do, I what do, it yes. looks like. No, like yeah, it the, looks like as I'm as me and you're talking now, and you're recording, you can see the waveform go up and down as I speak. Yeah, I, yeah. exactly. So, um, I got the artwork for the waveform for see your face framed as a that's present. A great, did you get that as a present? Yeah, yeah, that's a great present. And you can scan the waveform, and it'll bring you straight to Spotify. Not that anybody be scanning the artwork on the wall, but it does that too. House. Yeah, but it does that too. Um, that's so, cool though that's a nice sweet touch yeah got that present because um, when you're in the nursing home when you're 80 you can bring that in and the nurses can listen to you yeah yeah I got that what else did I get uh, just yeah just got normal you know, normal present my mum got me another uh, thing of millions after she is. I think we're on I'm still waiting for one of Hillary's to arrive I think we're on 12 maybe 12 years on the go now millions just millions you know every yeah. year never gets old that is, I don't know. But I don't. I don't think I like that anymore. Millions. Yeah. Have you do you use it or is it? Like I a, use it for a daytime. Yes, I was about to say like as in like I don't need to smell nice, but I need to not smell a shit. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like out and about, like out of the shower, or just I, a wee spray before the gym, or whatever. Not that I yes, go to the gym, yes, but you know yes. what I mean. Like, yeah, I but I do like the smell of millions. Now it's one of those ones where I'm not gonna wear it. Out for the night, but no, you're not it's, going it's on the because uh, you're like 15 year old. When all it's on offensive, this. but it's a nice, nice smell. But um, there was no Jimmy Chews. He normally gets, he normally gets me Jimmy Chew. <laughs> well, it's fresh. Oh yeah, yeah. That's my that's my go to daytime smell. Is it? I'm a I'm a Tom Ford man myself. I'm not gonna lie. I fucking love this stuff. Yeah, Tom Ford's good. The bit that no, I'm not even gonna tell people because you know this is such an influencer. Um, podcast I'll end up everybody wearing the smell but uh, the ultimate I have the ultimate after she have not telling people but... please no no the sweat Udi. Mickey Quinn Udi. I don't know a natural much. odor I don't even do much sweating to be honest do you not not, not nice I'm fucking doing nothing I'm a sweater it doesn't matter where I am sweater you are Showing sweater people around the house to rent yesterday sweating my bucket off no need to be sweating <laughs> anything where I'm moving or having a multitask, including talking and moving, <laughs> and that doesn't sound like multitasking, but it is to me. There's, there's just automatically heat coming out of me. Plus, I think as I weigh heavier, I just have more fat, and then I'm insulated more. Uh, Did you listen I to think- my intro for the podcast last week's? No. So I decided to do a competition. We called it Muscle and Hustle Bingo. So oh, no to get a full house, I I've never, I've not listened to a word that your podcast has said. You and Sean's. 
right? So I said that calorie deficit, investment, uh, in around the terms of fuck if nobody likes you, uh, social media, content, and if you hit all the all the full house, I'll give somebody 20 quid. Whoever can spot it first. Whoever can spot it first and get back to me. Well, that's uh, actually a very good one. And nobody did. Not yet, though. No. I don't know if we see. We could probably have hit like four to five. Do you know what I mean? Because I don't know. I don't know if you sort of went. Uh, I don't know. I haven't listened yet, but it sounds good. Um, just to hear oh, me yeah, snippets. Someone did fun. say. Someone did say. Right. <laughs> this, is, this is this is funny. This is you know where you speak about uh, when you first like came out of uni and you were like going from balloon Tony to this Tony. Balloon Tony to less. So this is, this is like, you're Tony now, and this is twenty four years ago between you and Sean. It's like you are so alike. You know, you are so, you know, fuck all our people. This is what we're doing. No. Yeah, it's just just because he's. Do you know the thing is though? It's it's one of the things where these are from the kind of same area. Same area. He's just finished uni. Same kind of background. He's really only started coaching a couple, like a year or two. So yeah, yeah it is one of the things where it's like it's like that's an extent, but then it's very different. Uh, see, I see this very different because his target audience is so different to mine. But his target audience, I think, or just the younger version of yours. See, I don't because I feel like I know where you're coming from, but I feel like his target audience might be semi similar to an extent. But our products are very different. He's oh yeah, yeah, about, yeah, yeah. He's, he's not about. Like getting people straight, like he's. It's not about building loads of muscle. It's more of like a sustainable. What's gonna really like? Don't get me wrong. I well, his is his is. I think his is like a work hard, play hard. Yeah, and to and a certain it's extent, a of, it's a case of like he's not looking to take people on for bodybuilding or. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. My clients aren't like that, but I find that what I do is I dial things back from a bodybuilding perspective to do that with like a mainstream person. Yeah. So that you can get muscle, you can get thing, but it's. Yeah, like I don't know. Well, not that even too much. It's one of the ones where I know where you're coming from. It's it's hard to call. There's so much to it. There's so many layers. What do you think about? Like I was reading this the other day, and it was so weird. And I was talking to you literally. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah. We make out there. Uh, and reading about this yesterday I was listening to a quote and I was actually like you know what that's very interesting it was about that years the years you have in your life because I think when New Year's comes it's just like when your birthday rolls around to me I get like real like oh fuck oh you put the weekend mug what this it's not even fucking the weekend you're drinking out of a weekend mug and it's Thursday oh Jesus uh, the, what's the word come? Well, I suppose it's still that Christmas vibe and do you know what it was it was practically where do you know how people drag the horse at Christmas I'm getting yeah. sidetracked here and everybody's going what the fuck's going on this and this and practically what I was saying was that if you live to your 80 or 85 which is the average life expectancy in the UK at the minute right and you break down it people go fuck well I'm 25 I have like say take me for example I'm 26 but around to 25 50 years maybe roughly yeah. 55 max right and people go oh, 55 years is loads realistically the quality of your life is going to go drastically down from when you hit 60 yeah but yeah so at 35 like don't get me wrong maybe maybe 65 i'm lucky so say if, say realistically 30 years right and then whenever you break it down you spend a third of your life sleeping so you spend 25 full years of your life sleeping you probably are going to spend 20 to 25 years of your life working eight yeah. hours eight hours eight hours most days maybe 20 around it so there's 45 or to say the sixty, say out of the sixty-five good years, seventy good years that you get, yeah. 
So all of a sudden you're down to 25 years where you get to do what you want, not sleep, not work. Now, don't get me wrong. You can love your work and all that, but it's one of them ones where, like, if you actually think about that, it puts you in a real hurry. I read, like, whenever I was reading this, I was like, this is very good. And it puts you in a real hurry because, like, realistically, you're 25, you're 30. Now, you've actually already went through probably half of that time. So you've actually probably only got about 17 years of your own time left. Yeah. 100%. I think that puts, I'm going to read, I'm going to, I'm not going to frame it. I want a way to keep that in perspective. So I'm going to try and get a, get a, get something printed out. Tattooed your wrist. I actually might put it in my life. Yeah. Like I'm not even lying. I would really consider that because I think the one problem, and this is me being honest with myself and a lot of people will see this is that new years and birthdays scare you and roll around because the only reason is because you know there's so much more you could have done in that time period yeah like at the end of the year there i'm doing a recap of the year scrolling from my phone trying to get videos for it and i was like fuck like there's actually not that like don't get me wrong there's loads well there, well you you did a bit more because of the dubai and and thing i don't re- i don't my re i don't i don't my recap video and it really see to be honest it's really the only the for me it's really the only the last eight or nine weeks because yeah. a lot of my life is revolves around DJ. There is certain things, other things that are in between and before, but really and truthfully, it's only really the last. Other than launching my coffee at the start of the year, everything else was built towards the thirty first of October for the opening of the clubs. Yeah, like I think that, see, I think yeah. that's nuts because then you're like. Fair enough, don't get me wrong. I know it's your work. I know it's that. It's the same for fitness because the amount of videos I scroll from my phone is like, fuck me, the amount of train videos I have here. And I was sort of like, right, well, where's not just the travel, but where's the messing around videos? Where's the crack? And it, don't get me wrong, there's loads of that, but there's not a, enough that I would go, fuck, that's a year of my life. That was absolutely insane. And I think, yeah, yeah I, f- I feel like this year needs to be a real year that it, not me, but don't take me wrong. Like, I think people listening to this will know the exact same. It needs to be a year you're in rush. You're you're actually in a, in a in a hurry to do things because I think as time moves quicker, and I don't know if you've ever went into this, but me and my dad discussed it, and there's actually a study on it, that as you move through life, your life technically becomes quicker because yeah. I've, I think I've said this to you before, and as you, your life technically moves faster for you because as you move on, your life is no longer still when you're 10 years old, it feels like the longest days on earth yeah. because that you're 10 years old. So each day is actually a larger percentage of your life. And as yeah. you get older, each day becomes a smaller percentage. And that's why time moves quicker. Like that's why you'll hear people like, that's why anybody that's over 21 listeners or over 25 will notice that from 21 to 25 will be the quickest four years of your life compared to the other 21. It feels like all them together. And then I'm assuming that from 25 to 30, and you'll probably be able to validate this, 25 to 35 probably feels like three or four years yeah it's like nothing you can't remember yeah. it right and i think that's really scary because realistically your life is going to move so so fast and people say that all right all the time but i don't think people actually really do get the presence of like you literally are running out of time like everybody's going to like we, me and Shaw talked about this in the podcast before like you're i know you're gonna die but it's one of the things of people are leaving things to the last minute to do yeah like i'm not going that holiday because i need to focus on work yeah. Or do you know what? I'll, ta- I'll I'll plan a date night next month, or I'll go to that show next year. And I think it just needs to become a thing of like, you need to look at it like you're probably gonna. And this sounds all, but the way I'm yeah. gonna take the year is imagine I die at the end of the year. Like that's the way I want to take each year. Well, you, you could be even more drastic about you died next week, yeah, and you're I full of regret. Mean, regret is one of the things. Regret is one of the things that'll eat eat you. Doesn't yeah. matter if it's on your deathbed, if it's on your, you know, 
whatever you you come out of uni and you you're meant to go traveling or you want to see a bit of the world or you want to go to australia want to go to america and then you get offered a job and you're like fuck oh geez you know what my mom my told me or my dad told me geez you may take that job them jobs don't come around but then 10 years down the line you never got to see sydney or you never got to see thailand or you never got to see dubai really or you never got to do a bit of traveling and you're 10 years down the line you've got a mortgage um but you're doing well no you're not unhappy but you've got that wee bit of regret going like i never had that chance to to see the world and to know if maybe my life would have been different or maybe i maybe you know you know when you go and travel you probably notice this you get a different outlook on home so even if you if you meet different people like even yeah. if you go from nuri to cork for the fucking weekend yeah you get a you get a bit of a, a step back and a bird's eye view whereas when you're in the, the grind or the workflow yeah you don't see the same so i, I know exactly what you mean like people go like carly mckenna for instance over the last maybe month maybe more she's been helping people coming home from australia she's been giving them all advice they need right and she's got a massive love for for northern ireland for newcastle area county down but she's got that love for it because she's seen a bit more of the world but her life's in sydney but she's got the love for home it's like home is where the heart is yeah but you really don't grow fond of home until you kind of go away from it a hundred percent you know and i like i see young fellas now and they're not going away and doing stuff they're not seeing the world because of football because of because of you after uni they're gonna they want to play more football and stuff they're going to do more masters they want to do this and then they gets it gets to the point where you're hitting 24 25 and not a lot of people are like you where you go fuck i'm doing a majority of my traveling later normally there's yeah. that slight window you and, can't do it because you're gonna have kids majority of people are gonna yeah. have kids when they're 30 like that's yeah realistic. and that's the regret that i see like a few of my friends like out of all my friends i would say i'm the only person that done extensive traveling and a lot of them are like fuck a lot of them but the the one thing i will give them now they're at the point now they're like you know what i'm bringing the missus with me we're gonna do four weeks in southeast asia we're yeah. gonna do this here we're gonna do that because they've got to the point where they're kind of like what we're talking about now they're like fuck we may never get to do this and especially now with covid they're like fuck well this is what's going to happen we're going to we're go we have to you have to make the most of your time especially now where there's two years of kind of your life where you, yeah you got to do what you want but you got to do what you want when someone else told you you could do it yeah exactly 100 you know a, the regret yeah. that's hanging over people's heads at the moment is probably it's probably a lot larger than than it was before the way the way like the way i look at things is your life's like a book so when you're young there's a chapter teens chapter everything's got your different chapters you know by the end of the book if someone reads your book do you want someone to read your book and go fuck i was a bit bored or do you want someone to read your book and go jesus that was you know he did what he wanted he lived a life he or she lived a life they had fun if you were if you were on your deathbed or, or you pass away and your book's handed out at your funeral people read it and if it's full of regret going oh i was going to go to new york i was going to go to vegas and they're like well you know you can have a very fulfilled life just staying in your hometown and that's fine you know that's real good but if you want you know 
I think it was Joe Rogan says, you know, be your own superhero in your own comic book. You know, be the hero. If you want to be the hero, be the hero. But be the hero of your own comic book and live your own life. Um, I just think that if, if all said and done and your story has been read out and it's full of regrets and non-starters and just all talk, I think, you know, this could, this, as you said, for me, this year coming is going to be a lot different than last year. Last year, well, sorry, 2021 for me was rebuilding. Get back sort of where it was. Get back on your feet. Rebuild, rebuild, rebuild. And now next year is take out. Just, it's gonna, there's a lot of things happening. There's a lot of massive, massive deals happening. So next year is going to be the year of taking out. And then the year after, that's going to propel. Yeah, you can do push and pulls. I think as well, like I read online, it was like, or sorry, I listened to like a, I forget what it was. It was a video the other week. And it was like, Joe, whenever you come to the end of your life, realistically, there's going to be, this is what somebody reckons is, he, he goes, if I had to put heaven and hell in two places, he goes, for me, I think the worst thing and the reason that people are afraid of death is because they know that there's so much left undone. Yeah. Whereas if you've done everything you want to do, you, the, the, the list is ticked, you can move yeah. on. Whereas if you feel like anything's left unticked, you'll be frustrated, you'll regret it. And it's easy to say, oh yeah, and then move on. But prime example is like, there was somebody saying, and it'd be absolutely devastating if you didn't take chances and at the end of your days, whenever you go up to heaven or hell, if you believe in that, he says that, if you get shown who you could be, yeah. who you could have been. So like, say you were more productive, say you loved more, you had more time for people, you cared more, you done more for charity. Like Joe, everything that you know you can do, you didn't fuck about and scroll your way yeah. like, like I do at times. And they show you the perfect version of you or the, per- well, there's not perfect, but the version you could have been. Like say, for example, you don't know what your talent is and this person's fucking, yeah, exactly. Like a, like a, like insane so like actor or something Joe and it's one of the things where you didn't because you didn't have the balls to take the leap or you didn't the risk. The, risk you didn't and this is, and literally it'll be like a case of it's very interesting because it's an idea of like yeah. this is who you could be yeah or and then this is who you are and then hell's over here and this is who you you could have been as well which is obviously like a murder or something but a case of it's two sides of the extreme coin and they're saying like a lot of people will just be in the middle like they'll not be the worst version of themselves no. but they'll not be the best and yeah. the problem is when they come to the end they're going well fuck i've probably not done this fully right and the problem is it's not like everything else like if you fuck up your job you can literally get a do-over you can get a new one you know, yeah. no matter what seems really bad in your life it, it's all fine but like you can't redo relationships this is why i don't understand see when people aren't happy in relationships you are literally wasting the most valuable thing you have time on your side and time on their side that's why when relationships end long term or even for a while people get angry and hate each other because time is all you have and then memories don't go when you've spent them with somebody now that's why you just don't hop into one in my opinion but i think even just thinking of it like that it, it puts you in a hurry like, like it really does in my opinion it sounds like you've bugged my phone i had this ex- well not this exact conversation but i had a conversation last night and it was pretty much all about time is my biggest commodity if i give some of my time that's a massive thing you know time is time something you can't have back money you can have back like i, I could give someone five grand tomorrow and you get it back. It, but you can't give you can't get back an hour no exactly no, that's even say. like when me and you say are late for the podcast we know we're busy and it's like we're, we couldn't apologize enough to each other because we know yeah, what it I means know, yeah. no we know what it means rather than if fucking like something stupid like you know 
because we know that time you can't have time back you can't no and you said it right there as well risk is a huge thing risk is a massive thing no people are in their comfort zone yeah and it's good to be in your comfort zone but taking the odd bit of risk can open up so many other doors like you leaving the fire service oh yeah like fuck me like all you hear growing up about the fire service is that's a job for life that's a pension that's this that's that once you get in the fire service once you get in fire service police even even something's been men I, that used to be a thing when the I was council, young. Yes, council jobs. Was for me in the pool. Job, the, job the for pool, life. Job for life. Job for life. And then for someone to take a risk like yourself, because when you kind of when 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 uh, Sean showed me onto your stuff, um, but when was that? Three years ago? Four years ago? Three years ago now? Like online coaching wasn't massive. Like it wasn't no. big then. Like it was kind of because I remember explaining to someone. That's why I've done all right. And they were like, "Do you think? Uh, well, so when do you train with Tony?" And I'm like, "Oh, I don't train with Tony." And they're like, "Oh, how long a fucking minute?" So what do you do? And I go, "Well, he, he puts me, he sorts my diet out, he gives me my training, and then I send him pictures of me and my boxers weekly, and wins." And they're like, well, "No, what the fuck's he do?" And he goes, "Well, he looks at yeah. the pictures and tells me where we're going, looks at the stats, has a quick check in about my emotions, fucking how much I'm shitting a week." Um, loads of stuff all my weight all my measurements all my measure tips and they're like and he doesn't train you and you're like no Jesus right that's, that's different and then you're like yeah but it's actually I've got better results not being trained by this guy than every other PT I've ever went to that's physically trained me and they're like Jesus that's different <laughs> you're just like yeah, I know it's real different to get your head around it but it's it's kind of like I don't know. It's the same though, is it's the same as everything though. Like everything is a small marketplace. Like prime example, like how many people were saying crypto would fuck off in a year, five, six years ago, and it's still here and it's getting bigger. Yeah, it's on fucking PayPal now. Like, do you know what I mean? So right. it's one of them things where like you can, and then everybody in early would have been a risky cunt, and then everybody getting in now is too late. It's one of them things where yeah, it, and that will be the same with like the way NFTs. Yeah, like NFTs, and then Tesla's launching a phone now in the next couple of years that's fucking solar powered. Apparently, did you see that? I yeah, it's actually so smart. And they brought out a quad thing for yeah, it. So we- the thing is, it's one of them things where like that'll all be like, oh, I don't know about that, and then it'll just take off. So no, I, I think it is as you said, the risk is a real thing, but it's one of them ones where like it, it's just a case of like you need to, you need to be able to turn around and like that's where the new year stuff like this is why it's a really good time to have this podcast because i feel like if we had this podcast in october november just like at the start of summer people will pass the buck whereas now's a really good time like as much as i don't love new year's resolutions i feel like people stick people do do make changes more openly then whereas like you tell people to change on a podcast in fucking may and you're talking two uh, percent, like out of a hundred people, two or two are going to listen and implement. Whereas if you tell it in this time of year, you're a lot more likely for people to go, "Do you know what? Fuck it, he's right," or "Fuck it, yeah. they're they're on the money." And it's a case of don't get me wrong, neither of us are preaching. Like I am so guilty of not living life to the fullest, like one hundred percent. Like, and I think Joe, you know it's a real shame that I'm seeing as well for people that are on board with me. Yeah is and I've, I've had this chat with hillary as well is 
that because somebody is doing financially well does not mean their life is a better order. Like I have this real thing now where people are going to me like, oh, I see you're getting houses and I see you're, you're saving up and you're financially free and all. And I'm going, yeah, yeah. And they're like, all right, well, like I, I'm going to work more to do that. And the first thing I turn around to people and go is like, if I could get all that time back from when I was working and not work, I would yeah. and enjoy my life a bit more. And they're like, yeah, but that's easy to say because you're in this position. I'm like, yes, absolutely. But the thing is, I literally lost four or five years of my life working two to three jobs a fucking a, a week. And it's not time you get back. I could die next month and all them houses could be pointless or we'll go on to my ones. But it's one of the ones where the, it, you can't praise or chase financial yeah. joke goals like that. It's one of the things where you can chase a number and you'll always be happy. Like once I made a certain amount of income one month, I wanted more, I wanted more. Yeah. Once I had a certain number of houses, I wanted more. Like, like literally last week, right? I got the keys for one on Thursday and was bidding on one on the Friday and had a deal agreed on the Monday again yeah. for another house. And I was sort of like, the first two, three I got, I was like, right, this is unreal. Now I'm starting to get up to higher numbers. It's sort of like, it's not even a buzz. It's just, yeah, meh, 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 move, move, move. And I think it's that case of you will always want more and don't think just because somebody, like somebody in a position has financial freedom, it puts them in a better spot. Like there's people out there that are living happier lives and that's maybe a street that have just went and traveled on fuck fuck all Joe money wise yeah. it's one of the ones where you just need to ask yourself and it's what I was saying in the last podcast for you is really deep down like if this is your last year what is going to make you happiest not safest or less challenge what actually would you go right well Joe what that's the way I'd probably live it I'm not saying about fucking your dad a cancer in 12 months I'm saying if it was the last what way would you want to spend it like would you want to spend it mainly with family would you want to spend it mainly to traveling quit changing job what would make the year right for you and i think that for me is is the question that i as i said to you in the last book is asking yourself like right what really do i want to do like as i was saying i want to go skiing i'm trying to get that booked in as soon as possible like feb or march and yeah. um, i guess that's that's too late like that's already two three months from now do you know what i mean it's just because yeah. right, it's one of the ones where i'm like what's the soonest i can go not like when does it suit i was like right when the fuck can i get the minute i'm done there and I think it's that sort of question that you're saying there. It's a very interesting one. Like, I think there'll be loads of people listening. I'd love to know what people are thinking because I think sometimes when you chat to people, this it's sparks yeah. ideas. But the, yeah, 100%. I think, especially as you said, the timing of it. So this will be going out on the 3rd of January. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, um, beautiful time. But like, it's, it's. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, guys. Hope uh, Santa came. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, New Year. Well, <laughs> hope the New Year. Was what are you going to do New Year's? I know that's a bit of an off topic, but like I um, think it's such a weird day. I'm going to have a chilled New Year's Eve. I'm off. Well, I'm off now because the clubs are closed. Um, and then New Year's Day, I'm going to go start the day, start the year off in a bang and go on a wee adventure. Are you? Where are you going to go? Don't know. Is that your phone going off? So we alarm clock going off there? No. No, maybe not. Maybe my my auntie's probably sitting next door. She's probably sick of me. She's probably beating the wall with a hammer because it's fucking like nine AM and we're talking. <laughs> we're at this mate. Um, yeah, probably going away adventure on New Year's Day. Start the year off correct. Start the year right. off as you mean to go forward. More what adventures. Will you do New Year's Eve? Will you just sit and watch telly? Um, no, I wouldn't. Probably won't watch telly. Like to be honest, what's going to be on? So the Thames is fucking cancelled. It's all cancelled. Oh yeah, it's all cancelled. I find New Year's Eve such like if you're out, it's such an happy climax. Well, I've only been off four New Year's Eves in sixteen years. Holy fuck! One in Australia, one other one, two COVIDs. 
Holy moly. And even well, this, this New Year's Eve, I could, be, I could DJ, but I'm, I'm not going to. So not what's the plans then? What are you going to do for it? Nothing, just uh, chill out. Sounds like you're getting a cuddle, buddy. The <laughs> laugh. <laughs> <laughs> People know, I can tell, they can tell. New Year's Eve, in with the new woman. Hard to beat Mickey Quinn. Quote it. Quote it. Air bubbles, or what is it? Whatever. Air quotes. This is the other one. Just to go back to our topic. Um, how would you like to be remembered? That's a big thing. I don't think majority of people will be remembered. I know that sounds real cheeky. So that's why... No, but how would you like to be remembered by your family and friends? You know, oh. people... You no, know, you know when people say... You were, so we're talking about making this year... You know, make it... Doing more, doing what you I want. But be... at the end of the day, every year adds together. But at, at the end, if you go one year going, right, I'm going to take out, and then I'm going to go back to not taking risk and go I back to mundane more. life. But how would you, when the end of the day, when your book closes, your the, the TV show, your life ends, how would I you honestly, like to be remembered? I honestly think, and I know this sounds nuts, but like I was actually writing down where I want to go like long term with like, because I was asking you about the business and stuff and financial freedom and the houses are built. And obviously, with that, I think wealth will continue to build until I'm way older because, like, for example, like, say you buy a house for 100 grand, the house increases in value, the rent goes up. Uh, with, that, with that over the years, you're going to equate them more because you're not going to spend it, so there's just going to be more. And I was sort of like, right, well, if I launch that, I'm launching a couple of other businesses and I keep building things out, there's got to be quite a large amount of money that I don't re- necessarily need. So I think what would bring me the most joy is probably going down the route of it. And I think this happens with people, like, don't get me wrong, I think they're usually way, way, way more well-off than I am. But they go down the, the philanthropy, like, charity route, and I honestly do think, like, down the line, like, some sort of, like, mental health charity or a charity where it helps get potential out of people. I know that sounds really odd, yeah. but something where you can give back to, to, to not just people, but even individuals where like somebody comes to you and says like this person's changed my life and we go and reward that person or if somebody's really struggling like they can get counselling because we'll pay for it. something where it gives people a bit of hope that there's there's a way they can turn things not even round because I don't know about that I, like don't get me wrong I know you need to help people when they're in the dark but I feel like there's times where people won't say that stuff's going wrong but they're still not in the right place mentally yeah I don't know. There's something there that I would love to go down. I think that idea of like giving people hope, I, I think that's what I'd rather be remembered for, that the, the there's somebody that's going to look out for you in the long run because that's what I'm always about, like impacting and making sure people are in a better position. Than when I, I know that sounds all, but that's sort of probably what I'd rather be remembered for, che- like changing lives or having an impact. Like there's not really much else you I would rather be remembered for. So that, that stands out to me. So I think down the line, something along them lines is probably where I'll go. Yeah. What would you rather... Well, I don't know. The after when all said and done, like the if you want to be remembered, I just I I just want to be remembered the person who took the risks and did you know overachieved. You know when it came to my main things, always been DJ. When they tally up, you know, like when a footballer retires, they tally up their stats, and they're like, "Fuck, yep. he had a he had a good old career." I want people to look and go. Fuck, he did good. He did all right. He overachieved for a boy from Oma. No. Yeah. And then hopefully then at that stage that inspires more people to, you know, take the risk and maybe aim aim higher. You know, the clubs in Belfast or the clubs around the country. Yeah, that's that's a good standard, but there's more in the big world out there. Um, and not many people from Northern Ireland are doing that, I think. 
myself or yeah. Richie Blacker or a couple others are the only ones that are really like playing in Ibiza a lot um, they're not you know so people can you can aim higher it doesn't matter where you're from if you're from a small town if you're from Uri if you're from Oma you know if you're from Enniskillen you know there's a bigger world out there and there's nothing holding you back and I want to kind of bring the next crop of DJs through and I want to bring the next crop of young guys through it's just hard to do at the moment when it looks like what the fuck's the point being a DJ when you're going to work for 8 weeks and then be off for 8 weeks but yeah, I want to I want to kind of inspire young ones to go here yeah that's there is a life you can have a career like I want to I want to get into the schools you know when you do music in school I do believe in that too I think honestly and I don't mean to interrupt you but I, I honestly think that that's the sort of thing where you you do need to be going into school and talking to people about that because yeah. It, it's gonna serve people so right it's like whenever i like i've had people contact me before about it and i've been nervous because the john i've i've been asked by teachers and nine times out of ten it's fucking primary school teachers and that's fine yeah but they're very young like i know you're shaping minds but i feel like yeah. careers are in such an essence at an older age you get me but yeah. anyway i feel like that's a real age you can make a big difference like, like I, I, I was do. told i was told in my school that like I was stupid for talking about DJing as as what I wanted to do as a career. Like I was told, pretty much told, I was stupid. But my yeah. principal's son was a huge DJ. He was tr- like touring the world, fucking unbelievable DJ. And he goes, "Oh no, just do keep doing what you're doing. You know, if you ever need anything, give me a shout, and you can chat to Simon. Simon will keep you right." But everyone else was like, "No, you have to look at this teacher, fucking builder, plumber, you know, whatever." You have to go down this route. You have to go to tech. You have to go to uni. You have to go do your A levels. You have to go do this. There was none of this like, oh well, maybe that's that's a wee bit different. You know, there was like no learn learn the record learn the recorder there, fucking learn the tin whistle, <laughs> learn a language that nobody speaks anymore. I don't even say that. Jesus would have people on the phone. But you know what I mean. Like that's they're more. But then if someone goes, oh, I want to be a DJ, they're like, oh, don't be stupid, would you? Wise up. No, it's, yeah, it's weird. Weird. <laughs> it's weird that people. No, maybe it's all changed now. I would love to sit in a careers class now in school and see what people are actually telling people. But then I was asked to go back to Sacred Heart once, and you know what? It was just in the round when lockdown happened. They wanted me to go back and do a talk about alternative, alternative jobs. Um, like nobody in our school ever talked about a young guy starting their own business. Like that was never a possibility. That was never talked about. Like boys like Shawnee and We Are Move. Like nobody ever goes, Oh, you know, you could start a clothing brand. They were like, Oh fuck that. Like, how away would someone from Oma or Galbally start a clothing brand? You know what I mean? That's what they should be inspiring young people to do is, you know, if they have the talent and they have the idea, you know, they should be teaching them how to maybe go about setting up a business instead of fucking doing stupid stuff in business studies I don't know maybe maybe they are no. maybe, maybe maybe modern schools are doing that now and hopefully they are maybe some we've definitely got teachers listen to this maybe they can correct us and hopefully they are doing this now but I just remember like everything we were taught in school or everything we were taught in careers was more more studying more school so when, once you finished high school, okay, A-levels, AS-levels, whatever, tech, then go to college. There was never one mention of, you know, have you got an idea for a business? 
what do you want to do? It was more like, oh, you have to go down the academic route. You have to do this. You have to do that. It's just tricky. I know what you mean. I think I think it was a lot of like, I like the idea of research, but I also think it's just, you're very young as well. So it's hard to turn around and say stuff like that. Because I feel like a lot of the time you don't know if you want to run a business. You don't know if you want to, if you want to do anything like that until you actually do it, if that makes sense. So 21 is where you almost need to go and work for somebody and then go, this isn't for me or this is for me. Yeah. There's like a real big mix so far. No, but there's outliers. There's outliers now. Like I've, I've came across two or three businesses in the last two weeks of young ones that are already got their own clothing brands. Yeah. Like, I mean, people who are, there was one I seen on RT over Christmas. I think the girl was from Galway, maybe. And she had her own beanie, beanie hats. And they're phenomenal. And she was, I want to say, just turned 17. And the reason she started was because of uh, some outside company, Couture, Junk Couture or something. And that was her, that's how she got started. And she was like, she, and she had her own wee like unit. And then like, and you're like, this is unbelievable. And then the guy and, there's a guy in Derry who does like pick and mix. No, he's just out of uni, but he does like mad pick and mix bags. And he's absolutely killing it. He's big on TikTok. And you're like, that's the sort of thing where, you know, if people have ideas and they're not in the market, you need a mentor to cultivate them ideas and to help you. And that's where I think people like myself and yourself can actually make a difference in young people's lives where you're, you know, you're going, you know, you're teaching them the strategies and the structures and helping them. You maybe for, yeah. forge a life for themselves rather than, like, I don't even, like, yeah, you can go down the academic route and you can do what you want, but if, if the inevitability is you're still going to have this idea and doing it, I would rather people try to do it before someone else does it. There's been loads of people who's had these class ideas and oh, then someone yes. has taken the idea, not taken the idea, but just came across the backs and themselves and done it and then you're looking going fuck me I think it's also it's one of the things where like it's it's always easy to say oh, I had the idea or this or that until and this is me being straight like the amount of people like I had somebody come over me in the gym yesterday right and they goes to me he was probably about a, he's probably around my age maybe in around it anyway could have been a year or two older a year or two younger and he goes to me oh well it's a crack and I was like well what's the story and he goes oh follow me on Instagram content's funny as fuck the results are metal and he goes to me first words out of his mouth were look I, I, I'm qualified PT as well uh, fuck you some set up all and I goes no nah, I just come on and talk shit mate that's really honestly what I do like as a living I goes that's probably what I'm best at and I goes I just don't give a fuck I just wing it and I goes that's me being honest and he, he was like uh, to be honest I just wish uh, like years ago like me and my friend had conversations about me starting coaching and like getting into online and like I just didn't know about the whole social media side of it I thought that was a bit much and I was just like right well and I was sort of thinking to myself like I wonder is this you sort of being like fuck it? and then he was sort of like like I think I could have done well and I was sort of like well it's one of them things where like it's not the ship is sealed to any degree but building yourself now yeah it's harder in, is a lot harder because there's so much so many people doing it and whereas if he had started like me built my name and coaching was a lot easier than most people doing it now because there wasn't as many people that's just me being honest so there yeah. wasn't as much to battle through there wasn't much know? traffic and then everybody's kind of got the wee niche so yeah. you're it, sound, it, it doesn't matter what you do it'll sound like you're oh he's just copying him but you're like no yeah. i'm just kind of like him like we're kind of like the same kind of mindset and they're like oh but like that's why you're doing it because he's doing it 
But really, you're just like, no, it's just fucking me chatting shit. Like the amount of people who message me saying the amount of people have messaged me or screenshot people's Instagram profiles and going, is do these people like just copy you for the crack or what's the story? And it's like, do I put results on one side? Yeah. I used to put results all on one screen in my profile. So they're all in the right middle, whatever the fuck. They're just straighten up. And like all of a sudden, I was doing it for like six or nine months. There, and all of a sudden, everybody else is doing it. It didn't affect me. I didn't even see it because I wasn't following anyone. But I just noticed loads doing it. Yeah. And I was sort of like, what the fuck? Like, but it's one of those things of like losers focus on winners, winners focus on winners. Like, I'm now looking at, right, should I be doing that? Should we do something else? Not worried about what everybody else is doing. But it's one of those things of you. You need to focus on you, just doing what you are. If you, like, if that person had kicked off, he could be in a better position than I am. Yeah. But it's just one of the things of who starts first usually ends up in a better spot, yeah. or at least knows where it was. You can tell there's almost that like, oh, I could have, or maybe I should have. Now maybe I'm picking this completely up wrong. It's just a small comic, but it's one of the ones where I was like, fuck. Wonder why he felt the need to tell me what was there a reason deep down, or and it's one of the ones where I, I, I'd be very interested in it. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I'm just like. I mean, trust me like even now like I'm five weeks in the learn Spanish I'm like fuck if I had started like a year ago like how good would I be and it's shit it's, it's still way shit <laughs> well yeah completely shit sure, I'm fucking terrible do you be going downstairs your man si senor uh, well she's not a man see the way I knew that she's senorita si uh, senorita uh, 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 she's be what's she a uh, madre a uh, coco pop a bola coco pop and uh but it's one of the things I think where like you, if you don't do it, somebody else will. Like if you yeah. if you want to start a clothing brand and you're into fashion, you can guarantee that somebody in your town will start one for the next two years. Oh yeah, and you'll and, be busted with guilt and regret. Oh, you'll be fucking ripping. It's like it's it's just one of the things where like you will notice it. And the problem is like it's alright because you can go oh well maybe that person's not doing as well, but they're also going to take up some of your market and your ability to set. Yeah. So, and then you're gonna look like you start off there. So it's one of the things where I think if you've got balls, it pays the courage pays off. So no, I, I don't know how we ran into that, but I think it's just one of them things where Yeah. Well in, the same yeah, as what you're saying with, with that guy coming up to you. Every single I wouldn't say there's a gig that someone doesn't come up to me and saying they'd That's love it, to be yes. a DJ or they are a DJ, but they don't know how to get in the clubs and they don't know how to do this, they don't know how to do that. And then you're like asking them questions, going, have you put out, do you put mixes on SoundCloud? And they're like, no. I was like, right. So how's people hearing you DJ? And they go, oh, like I do the odd party. And I'm like, well, that's no good. Like, you know, you need to be churning out mixes. Yeah, exactly. You need people to hear you. You need to grow a fan base. Like there's young fellas out there that are doing parties and all, but they're churning out mixes and SoundCloud and their mates are getting behind it. And then that will get, get other people's attention and that'll boost other people's attention. And then sooner or later, someone has a venue who could get their attention. You know, yeah. it's it's mental. Like, there's not a day goes by when someone, like even their more established DJs will come to me and go, lad, how can I get the DJ in Ibiza? And I'm like, great. So what are you at now? Oh, I'm DJing this club, that club, this club, right? But what are you doing to get to play in Ibiza? How... Why do you deserve to play in Ibiza? Why do you deserve to play the big clubs? Do you make your own music? No. Do you put out mixes? Yeah, put out the odd mix. When was the last time you put out a mix? Oh, six months ago. So straight away, you're not putting in the effort. You know, you're not putting yourself out there. The one thing that, you know, when you put yourself out there, you know, you are going to get the good and the bad. You're going to get criticised. 
I think you've talked about in your podcast about putting out videos and stuff. They're always going to be somebody in your hometown going, what's the fuck's that lunatic at? Putting out videos of him doing cooking and lifting weights and taking the piss and getting out of bed and daily routine. You'll always get somebody to look at you going, why is he doing that on TikTok? You know, the, the, you know and the same as DJing. You're like, who does he think he is putting up videos of him DJing or doing this and doing that? You'll always get the, but you're putting yourself out there. You're showing a vulnerability. You know, if you don't put yourself out there, how do you expect people to see you, to go, to take notice of you? Especially the big, especially the bigger, the bigger venues. The bigger venues aren't going to go, oh, that guy put a mix on on SoundCloud six months ago. Let's give him a shot. They're going to go, this guy puts out a mix every week. This guy really. You need to be the person that's constantly there. Actually, where people go, not even that he's that good, he's just, he's just known as a DJ. Yeah, he's, he's got drive. Like I remember when I first got like got the call about going to Ibiza, and that was a culmination of supporting Hugh Jacks. Every Hugh Jack that was coming in around Northern Ireland, that was coming in around like we were bringing loads down the scale and we were bringing loads different places. I was warming up for all of them, and it got to a point where some of the people, the crowd, were like, "You were better than the main act." And then that kind of filtered around. And then the main acts liked me warming up for them because I was never a dick about it. So I warmed up for them and left them perfect to go rather than some warm-up DJs would leave them high and dry because they didn't warm up good enough or they warmed up too hard. And and then that fucks up the main set because they've already went too far on. So the main set then is like, fuck me, what am I meant to do? And then when I got the call for my beef, I remember putting up that I was playing the Ibiza and straight away I had people giving me shit like behind my back going, why, why the fuck's he playing the Ibiza? Sure he's not even playing the big clubs over here yet yeah exactly and I remember like I never I never like it was never and I think there's a dirty old cat in my garden Um, it was never oh, like shit. a bit of a mixed colour staring right at me Um, it was never a uh, it was never to my face, but it was always like, why is he getting it? We're not getting it. And even to this day, even my last big season in Ibiza, but they were more open. Like, people are coming to me, I don't mean to be cheeky lad, but why are you there? I'm like, because I got the chance once and never fucked it up. And it built yeah. on it and built on work, it. If you, if you keep working, you keep out there. I think as well, it's one of the things, the more you just commit to it, it's like, whenever I used to coach and I used to just put up before and after, it's like things were going really well. Yeah. But then whenever I started actually talking about it, doing Q&As, posting, doing mindset talks, doing everything, that's when people just started being like, you're you're that coach, you're a coach. It was just, that's who you now yeah. are. And that's the shift that people need to bring from like, you're not just who you are, you're moving across to something else. If you're doing it, I know it sounds so odd. But, but they it, don't see the, the work you put on either. They don't see the one, reading you do, the research yeah, one, you do. That's it. Yeah, 100%. Like one foot in, one foot out will never show you. Like I do research every, I actually do it over the weekend for like two, two hours a weekend, which doesn't sound like much, but over a year, it's it's hard to continually get that time. But it's one of the ones where like you don't get something unless you commit fully to it, not like yeah. one foot in, one foot out. I used to do that. And I honestly think that just slows down the process so much. But yeah, I think that's actually been a weird podcast, but it's actually definitely one that should spark a few thoughts. Yeah, Mickey in a bit of a rush. It's half nine now, so I need to go to the work nurse. Worsh, uh, go down and get my wee cut sorted because they're packing it still. Fuck me, it's like three weeks here, and that's really it. Hope everyone has a good new year, Mickey. Is there any finishing notes or topics or is there questions or anything you want to do? 
No, I, I covered the question last week, Tony. We had one question. Oh, Maybe we'll ask you a question. Maybe you would like this one. This is, this, so this is a question that was sent in by, uh, by, uh, Eamon Kerrigan. What things do you hate to see in social media at Christmas? Uh, see, I don't really follow many people anymore, so it's hard for me to call that. Uh, I don't like, I'm not a very materialistic person, so I don't like when people just show how much they've got. That's, that's exactly what I said. The yeah, picture of the sofa packed with stuff. That's the way I like. Don't get me wrong. I would have liked that when I was a kid, but I would never show off because there's some people out there that can't afford that. Like I think as a kid, if you're fucking twelve and you're putting up Instagram, that's fine. That's fine. You still fucking believe in Santa and you don't understand the concept and how the world works. There's kid. There's like we used to bring dinners down to the homeless and the gateway and stuff around Christmas, and it's just one of the things where it gives you a real reality check of like there's some people out there actually trying to get their dinner sorted for the day. Yeah. Uh, so for me, it's one of them ones where like. Put up pictures with your family, put up pictures of the board games, but that's probably the only thing where I'm like, fucking hell, Joe. You know, like, I'm just, I'm very much into what the, the, the meaning, not the meaning of Christmas, like Jesus, but like the idea of fucking everybody together, games, bit of crack, that's what matters. So, like, whatever, like, for example, like I've seen people before where like I've been going out with a girl and they're very like, what do you get me for Christmas? And I'm like, and I, I am useless for presents. There's no way me like my ones always laugh because like they'll be straight at me. They go, you can literally get anything from me from nothing, like literally nothing, yeah, to a holiday, yeah, or a fucking card or like a joke. So they're always like, it's good laugh, but it's one of the things where I, I'm not. Plan- it's not doesn't mean shit. I just don't value doing it. It's one of the things where you're more likely to get a present off me in the middle of June than you are fucking Christmas. Yeah, and- yeah. It's one of the ones where, for me, it, it, it doesn't show how much you care about it. Whereas I've had, so I was seeing some years ago, and they were really, really like, on, like, what do I get? And it completely turned me off. And I ended, I ended up breaking up with them like shortly after this because I was like, it, it, it's years ago. It was fuck. I was way younger, and it was one of the things where I was like, this actually means so little to me, and it, you're stressing yeah. me out. And I was like, fuck this, I'm out. Like, and it's just because it's gonna be like that every year. And I was like, this is such a red flag because that doesn't show anything. I'd rather you be sound all year to me and give a fuck and not give me a present then be a dick all year and give me a present yeah uh, i sort of like a sorry for sorry for being a dick for the tw- last 12 months yeah like i don't need to get you a fucking present because i'm i'm great to you all year it's you know, like your dog fucking loves you because what you do all year it doesn't love you because on christmas day you get an extra fucking bone right do you know what i mean you're trying to make that sound dirty to some extent but no not. no not just, i didn't and get my dog better than a bone for Christmas. We, I got mine a wee cigar. Did you see it? Seen it, I. Mate, it was excellent. It was absolutely excellent. It's such a, it's such a childish joke, but it's absolutely hilarious because every time he picks it up, I go, "Will you stop smoking?" <laughs> Are you smoking? That's not good for you. And I do it in a wee doggy voice. Do you know that everybody talks to their dog? Oh, it's your dog voice. <laughs> go go you licked your lips there about to say and you stopped yourself I'm trying to think like a good oh who's a good girl like that there it's probably my what's yours like is that what you do I don't have a dog voice do I oh who's the cutest little girl yeah something like that there my voice nah, I, mean, just, oh, I don't have a dog now that fucking cat stole my garden now creeping can you see that oh I've never been turned on the web on the camera so here I am looking at the garden yeah I can see that Quite far, good eyesight. 
Oh, no, that's no. a nice room to be doing your podcast in, mate. I'm jealous. I'm in here in my sister's bedroom, turned into chandelier, no? We, we crystal chandelier. See, Mickey's talking about his money now. He must be looking at a new woman. That everyone must be getting the boot. What are you saying that? Crystal chandelier. Crystal chandelier. It's not even crystal. slippers. Not even crystal chandelier. Louis Vuitton slippers. I have bare feet here. Show some. Oh, fucking no flexibility. Oh, that's fucking rank. Get them away. <laughs> right? So I can't look at his feet anymore. So, uh, on lots, if you've. Keep rating and reviewing, guys. We're sitting on 50 five star ratings. Which is fuck all because uh, the amount of that listen. So we know you're lazy bastards. I want to. I want to get that up. I want I want 52 by close the you're, business next week. You're not, you're not going to get 52. You'll be lucky if you get one. Two people, please review it. Um, five stars because the rest of the buttons to work. Um, the amount of people who listen to this and that's what I'm getting. Uh, you're, only, you're, only get, you're only getting that now. I get this at every gig. Boys coming up and showing me the podcast. Well, you tell them to fucking review it. I started roaring over a 20,000 watt PA system. Show Mickey, show Mickey a five star review and he'll let you. We must be, we must be very popular on around around Lurgan. Every Lurgan. time I do the burning Lurgan, well, there's the one fella always, but every time I do the burning Lurgan, there's a there's different people come up and show me the podcasting. Must be a big casting there in Lurgan. That's because they know that you probably probably don't give a fuck. They probably don't even listen. They just know we're on it and go fuck. I listen every week. Will you play this tune? By no, the song they don't. And... They don't even. They don't even. They just show it and then they're like. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Fair play. If you're listening, you're from the Burn Lurgan. I wouldn't be going back. But that, that cat's shit in my garden. Is the Burn a big nightclub in Lurgan? I didn't even know Lurgan had a nightclub. Um, Hyatt is pretty big. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely like, thousand, round thousand. Like bigger than the bank. About the same, just different layout. Burns long and then around the corner. Banks widen up, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. My type. Been a long time since I've been in a nightclub. I'd say you're done with nightclubs. I'm hitting Vegas in February and it's going to be a complete fucking lunatic. Uh, I'm going to go hell for lever. I'm going to bring a good bit of money for gambling and everything. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Vegas. I don't know if you can handle Vegas your first time around. We're going to have to see. I'm going with some experienced veterans that are a bit older, so Uh, we'll have to see how it goes. A couple of old cowboys. A couple of boys I've been there before know the rodeo. No. A couple of old rogues. Yeah, well, you need a couple of lunatics. I'm okay. I just need. You know what I, I love just... about Vegas? See, as soon as you get off the plane, you'll be in your hotel in 20 minutes. Oh, that's excellent. It's like two streets over. It's fucking. And you're just. No, to get from the lobby in your hotel to your hotel room is another 20 minutes. No, fuck. It's. it's you're going 70 floors up and half a mile across a casino. I mile be like that because I'm in Caesar's Palace too, so it's got to be like that. Deadly. Caesar's Palace is class. Have you stayed there? Once, yeah, but I've always uh, like the. There's like a mall. There's a mall in the bottom floor. Fuck. Um, and it's got some class shops. So always, there's one of the shops I go to. Is always in the mall. But Caesars oh. is good. You love Caesars. That'll be me hanging out the side of it. Hanging out the side of it. Vegas Tony. Absolutely. We'll see. We'll see. Be some TikToks. Be some TikToks done then. I'll have to get the content pre-planned that day. <laughs> Because I'll be absolutely fucking out of it. There's no way. There's no way you're having more than three drinks. We'll see. We'll have to call her. Depends. Depends. You you know what you should do? There's a place called Margaritaville. And you buy your first one. Your first one's more expensive because you have to buy the big cup. 
and then you hang it around your neck and each chain. Then every time you go past the Margaritaville, you get a refill for like half price. That'll be you, tourist Tony. <laughs> we, I love oh, Vegas hat on. <laughs> I can't fucking drink me. It's gonna be a disaster. I'm right. such a lightweight because them boys will be drinking all day, and I, I'm sort of like a three drinks and I'm anybody sort of person. Yeah, just just drink soda water and pretend there's gin in it. Right, I'm right on that bombshell. I have to go here because I'm gonna actually. Right. Chatty's there, guys. Good luck. Great review. Don't be a prick. Have a good year.